The first reports are out about a decision for the Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator position, and it seems to be Baltimore Ravens coach Anthony Weaver. We got you covered here. Locked on Dolphins. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Saturday, February 3rd, 2024. And who doesn't love a good emergency podcast here on Locked on Dolphins? The Dolphins reportedly, according to some early reports, making their decision at defensive coordinator. We got you covered here. Tip of the cap to our everydayers, especially those of you here on a Saturday. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Obviously a little juiced up about a defensive coordinator hire. And the reports are out from Aaron Wilson and also from Jordan Schultz. So uh, there's two fairly reputable sources that have reported that this decision is done. This is not necessarily smoke coming out of the Vatican confirmed from uh, the the heavy hitters of insiders. But uh, I put a particular amount of stock into some of these reports because Aaron Wilson used to be on the Houston Texans beat for quite some time, which is also where Anthony Weaver spent his time in his career as both a player and as a defensive line coach. So, uh, the reports are the Dolphins have finalized a decision. And again, this is reportedly, this is not officially, officially, official yet. Lord knows the Dolphins have been a part of some weird stuff. Lord knows Cliff Kingsbury was just the offensive coordinator in Las Vegas and pulled his name out of that job and appears to be now headed to, to Washington for Dan Quinn to, for the same position. But there's enough reputable backing of this report that we're going to do the show, which is uh, for Anthony Weaver. Uh, the associate head coach and defensive line coach of the Baltimore Ravens stepping into the defensive coordinator position for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, So a little bit of background on Anthony Weaver. Anthony Weaver was originally a player, second round pick uh, in 2002 out of Notre Dame. Uh, He played, what, seven, eight years in the NFL between the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. Uh, He eventually finds his way as a coach uh, for University of Florida in 2010, and then a linebackers coach in North Texas. He's originally from Texas, um, Abilene, Texas, as a matter of fact, uh, in 2011, and then gets his first NFL gig with the New York Jets in 2012 as an assistant defensive line coach. 2013, Buffalo Bills defensive line coach. 2014 and 2015 defensive line coach, is, which is where he overlaps with Mike McDaniel. He's then in Houston from 2016 to 2020, Uh, Four seasons as the defensive line coach, one season as the defensive coordinator, which was the season where Houston went nuclear. Bill O'Brien did all the bad personnel moves. Uh, The team was an abject disaster. They go four and 12. Miami gets their first round pick that year. And uh, then he transitions to Baltimore as the defensive line coach and run game coordinator, and then gets promoted to associate head coach and defensive line coach the last two seasons. So that is the coaching background of Anthony Weaver. I don't think you can necessarily tell the story of Anthony Weaver without talking about uh, his fit 
And obviously the, um, the marriage with Vic Fangio and the rest of the coaching staff, uh, you knew from the front, it was going to be an odd couple pairing. And I think all season long, it played out as an odd couple pairing. And I think the mutually agreed upon decision to go separate ways uh, extends beyond just Vic Fangio wanting to be in Philadelphia and always wanting to be in Philadelphia and then, then tampering, opening that job after the fact. And he'd already made a commitment to come to Miami. Um, it certainly seemed like his style of coaching was pretty abrasive to assistant coaches and to some of the players. And those reports have come out after his departure from the team. Where you listen to Anthony Weaver talk, and you hear some very glowing reports uh, about his background, about his approach. Obviously, this is a young coach. He's uh, 43 years old. He was born in July of 1980, so a little bit of a better opportunity to connect with players. Uh, you hear him talk about collaboration. You hear him talk about uh, the focus being maximizing their players' opportunities, and that's something we've heard Mike McDaniel talk quite a bit as well. Uh, talking about this this glimmer of time that these players are here and putting them in the best position to maximize the opportunity that they have at hand. You hear some of the similar perspective from Anthony Weaver, and you, you hear him talk about uh, the co a collaborative process. Uh, you hear him when, when he's introduced in Baltimore, kind of the pillars of that organization and everybody understanding what the big picture objectives are. And that being something that I, I think this Dolphins organization is chasing a little bit. They, they want to have that, but they need enough stability to work their way to that. And that's front office, coaching staff, players all the way down for an extended period of time. And the challenge is to sustain success long enough to be given the grace when you have the ebbs and flows of personnel on a year-by-year -year basis instead of saying, oh, we had a down year, let's fire everybody and flush the system and start over. So uh, I, I think Anthony Weaver certainly is a fit from a stylistic perspective and, and no better uh, quote that I got than the one from John Harbaugh just this week uh, when he was interviewing and, and discussing that he was indeed still involved with the Dolphins position. And this was the quote that he said, if Weaver ends up getting the Dolphins defensive coordinator position, uh, I'll be happy for him if he takes the job. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe I'll get in trouble. There's league rules against this, but he'll be a great head coach. He didn't get hired in this cycle. Some great coaches got hired, but someday some people are going to look back and say, we had a chance to hire Anthony Weaver. And you see that when you listen to him talk and then you ask around and hear what people have to say about Anthony Weaver, it's glowing positive reviews in a lot of ways. Now, there's more to being a good coach than just having people like you, right? It, it, there is a, a football element and an execution element of this that comes down, and we'll explore some of that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things just a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capability to, to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. The class executive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting to your phone. Google Assistant, Maps, Play Store are all built right into the 12-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. 
the 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. While the 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV, picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style, tow bigger and explore further with the 2024 Armada. Take the Rogue, Pathfinder, or Armada and go find your next big adventure with Nissan. Shop NissanUSA.com. So, Anthony Weaver, um, I think you look across his history, and I think you you get encouraged by all of the intersections that he has had with really impactful people at the NFL level. And this goes for both coaches and players. Uh, so just looking at some, some players that he has intersected with, as an example, uh, you go back to his time in Buffalo as a defensive line coach uh, about a decade ago. Uh, this was when Kyle Williams, Mario Williams, and Jerry Hughes all had double-digit sacks. And uh, obviously Mario Williams, former first overall pick. Kyle Williams was a long-tenured player in Buffalo, uh, kind of a folklore hero there for, for that organization. And Jerry Hughes, uh, as a very different type of player, than Mario Williams, they had a lot of success rushing the passer. And then you go to his time in Houston, and he has not just J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, but he also has like the peak of D.J. Reader. Reader obviously spent the last few years in Cincinnati, but when Reader was at his best as an all-around player, it was in Houston. And then Reader leaves to go to Cincinnati, and that defensive line really drops off. And and the intersection of uh, Anthony Weaver's most impactful or, or translatable role in Houston as a defensive coordinator uh, did not overlap with the best of the personnel. So we'll talk a little bit about that 2020 season here in just a minute. But um, some, some very notable talent with Watt, Clowney, and Reader. And then in Baltimore, uh, veteran pass rushers like Justin Houston and Kyle Van Noy have very successful seasons as pass rushers, uh, Justin Matabweek as a developmental talent, Michael Pierce as a nose tackle. There's a lot of talent. Calais Campbell, who left before this past season to go to Atlanta, uh, some really successful, talented players. And there's a discussion about you know, just about any scheme that exists out there and the uh, Jimmys and Joes of it versus the X's and O's of it. And a lot of times the Jimmys and Joes are, are, are what makes the world go round at the NFL level. Um, and in all of these stops where he's been a defensive line coach and been a successful coach, they've had talent. And that's really important perspective because you're going to look at the Dolphins defensive line. And the Dolphins defensive line has some talent. Whether or not that includes Christian Wilkins is a big picture conversation for down the road the next several weeks uh, before the middle of March. Uh, Zach Sealer's under contract. I certainly do not expect them to just run back the entire group and call it a day. There's going to be some new names in here. But you have these outside linebacker types that have worked with uh, Slowick, who apparently interviewed quite well for, for the position as well. Uh, Anthony Campanile is the off-ball linebackers coach. Um, we'll see what which of these coaches are back. Obviously, with the defensive coordinator change, there's some potential for overhaul in the group. Uh, sounds like Joe Casper's leaving the safeties coach to go with Fangio 
in Philadelphia. But uh, Anthony Weaver coming in here with Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips as technically defensive ends. And you have Zach Sealer. You're going to have a group that has talent that echoes some of his successful stops along the way. I think you also get encouraged by DJ Reader with somebody that they developed in-house. Just a matter of weeks, somebody that they developed in-house while Weaver was present with the organization. So there, there's not just a history of, oh, okay, they have players that are good. You have some bodies of work of, of players who get better as young talent that are developed under his watch. Now, there's also the conversation of Weaver, if he's a, a legitimate head coaching candidate, how long will he be here to see that through? And uh, I, I, honestly, that's a risk I'm willing to take. And I think the Dolphins would be wise to, to agree because what's the worst case scenario that happens? Anthony Weaver's here one year and does an outstanding job and gets hired for a head coaching job. That means the Dolphins are probably going to be pretty darn good next season. If he's in, ends up getting a head coaching job, it means the Dolphins' defense uh, is a, a very high performer and they have the talent to beat it in spite of the changes that have to come this offseason. So you like the fact that there's history with uh, successful talent in Buffalo and Houston and Baltimore. But there's also um, a lot of coaches that can kind of give you different stylistic elements that I think makes it a really fascinating hire. Because his first defensive line coach, assistant defensive line coach in New York with the Jets was under Rex Ryan. It's a very blitz-heavy scheme. Then he's under Doug Marone in Buffalo, and then he goes to Houston under Romeo Cradell and defensive coordinator at the time, Mike Vrabel. Uh, and then he goes to Baltimore under John Harbaugh, and he spends a year under Wink Martindale, who's a man-heavy, very aggressive blitz scheme. And then Mike McDonald comes in, and Mike McDonald is the sim, one of the sim pressure kings and likes to play aggressive and uh, kind of the new age uh, defense that that kind of took the league by storm this year and really had a lot of success against the best offenses in football. So you have one season of body of work for Weaver as the defensive coordinator in 2020. And again, we'll, when we get to after the next break, we'll, we'll talk about that season in depth. Um, but you have a lot of different samplings of a lot of different ideologies that have blended over the course of the last 10 years, including some new elements between Wink Martindale and Mike McDonald in Baltimore that uh, give the Dolphins a chance to maybe see him build upon what his resume suggests based off his one season as a defensive coordinator in Houston in 2020. So what should we expect? That is next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. It's the new year and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on the team that you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. It's a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, 
that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours of their posting. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they may not have the time or resources they ideally would for the hiring process. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. I have uh, gotten through this week at, at my house, which was a trying one. Uh, I did. I got the uh, the latest COVID strain that kept me isolated and quarantining in my office all week. Uh, but I did not go without, thanks to DoorDash, these uh, C4 beverages that I love so much. They come from, from the Wawa establishment down the street, courtesy of DoorDash. So uh, whether you are planning for your Super Bowl tailgate, whether you need groceries, whether you want your favorite meal from your favorite restaurant in the comfort of your own home, DoorDash has got you covered. Right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, that's 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change and terms do apply. So let's talk about this 2020 season for Anthony Weaver. You know, what can we expect from a scheme perspective for Anthony Weaver? I think you saw some multiple fronts in 2020. Uh, I think you saw uh, some creativity on third downs uh, with some pressure opportunities, be it, you know, actual blitzes or simulated pressures. Uh, but what you did not see was a lot of um, metric success for Houston in 2020, they finished 30th in yards, 27th in points defensively and 32nd in takeaways. They had single digit takeaways that season. So if you're looking for red flags, you might say, Hey, this guy's been a defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans and they were objectively bad on defense. What gives? And uh, this comes back to the conversation about Jimmy's and Joe's. Um, the context of that season, and I know nobody likes context because context can be spun as excuses, but I think there's enough layers to every individual NFL team that it's worth acknowledging the layers. Uh, Bill O'Brien was fired after four games that season. Uh, after commandeering player personnel, not just being the coach, but uh, stripping away the talent of, of the, the roster for his own convenience as the head coach of the team. We talked about some of the talent that uh, he had at his disposal in, in Anthony Weaver and some of his stops as a coach. Here's the interior defensive line from that 2020 team that was provided to him by uh, head coach executive Bill O'Brien. Carlos Watkins, Brandon Dunn, Ross Blacklock, P.J. Hall, and Eddie Vanderdose, who opted out of the season, which was the COVID-19 season in 2020. That is an objectively nightmarish interior defensive line. Make no mistake about it. And then you look in the secondary, and you had Vernon Hargraves, Eric Murray, and Lonnie Johnson were amongst the top six snap takers on defense. And linebacker Tyrell Adams was in the top three snap takers on that defense. Uh, so this was not a talented group in any capacity. So, um, yes, you'd ideally like to have better metric results for a body of work of one season as a defensive coordinator. 
But I look if I look at your depth chart, even if you have J.J. Watt for that season in 2020, and I see the rest of this group, uh, Vernon Hargraves and Lonnie Johnson are your starting corners with Bradley Roby also in the mix. Uh, and Eric Murray's out there as one of your starting safeties and your interior defensive line rotation is a bunch of guys who probably aren't on NFL rosters for a lot of other teams. Um, you understand why the success was not there. So again, you look at that and you acknowledge that it's not a scheme that's going to transcend. And I think there are some schemes across the league that, that the players get better within. Now, we also don't know exactly what Weaver's going to draw upon from his time in Baltimore to add to the foundation of what he had from his stops with Rex Ryan as a defensive line coach, assistant defensive line coach, uh, Buffalo as the defensive line coach, and then in Houston before he got the opportunity to be the defensive coordinator under Mike Vrabel. So it is a little bit of an unknown. Uh, but I, I think what you you should expect for the Dolphins is probably some overlap with what this team was, uh, which is multiple fronts, depending on, you know, if they're going to match personnel. Um, I'll be fascinated to, to, to kind of get an idea of uh, how heavy they will be nickel personnel versus how much are they going to try to match actual personnel with heavier personnel? Are they going to live in a world where they're nickel all the time? Some teams do that. Are they going to live in a world where they... Uh, are a little bit more disguise-oriented or less disguise-oriented and play more matchups defensively. It certainly seems like that's an objective for the team based off of the feedback that we've gotten off the beaten path from the departure of Vic Fangio. If that's the case, then you're maybe getting a hybrid of Baltimore and a hybrid of what he was in Houston and a hybrid of what Miami was this past season. I think that's probably the best case scenario and, and Anthony Weaver coming in and um, pulling the best elements from all of his influences. He's got outstanding influences across the board, including Wink Martindale, who I would have initially hoped the team would be interested in kicking the tires on. Well, you get somebody off his tree in Anthony Weaver. So uh, it, it's assuming this higher manifests and is formalized and it is announced and or we don't get any, any funny business, which always happens for somebody this time of year. Uh, but the reports are out there from Jordan Schultz and um, uh, from uh, Wills, Aaron Wilson. Uh, we, we have multiple reports that this decision is done, which is why we're here having this conversation. Uh, then we will have a lot of exploratory uh, musings uh, in the weeks and months ahead, which I cannot wait for. And I personally am relieved because if you are a longtime listener of the show, you probably remember I vouched to light myself on fire. <laughs> the hire was Brandon Staley. So selfishly, from the perspective of not having to try to figure out how to gently light myself on fire, um, fired up that it's Anthony Weaver, pun intended, I guess. Uh, in that regard as well. That is going to do it for this Saturday episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day, even on a Saturday, if we get the reported defensive coordinator hiring. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking out the show, making a great rest of your day. I'll be back again soon with some more Miami Dolphins talk coming your way. Fins up.